rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up? How you doing? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is unapologetic liberal talk. Damn it, we need it. I know I do. And this country really does as well. As you can see, today, well, I'll get into the plugs. We, we meet here, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Who cares? Keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it. You're, you are worth it. Uh, we're worth it. Aren't we worthy enough to have a country that actually functions for everybody? I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm just saying. Uh, give the show a good review on iTunes. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devil. I'm only going like this because nobody became a patron. <laughs> no one became a patron this whole friggin' week. So that's why I, I guess it's an unconscious thing. I just want to fight, fight, fight. No, whatever. Uh, and what else? This weekend, the show is actually it's going to be like this for a few months. We're going to do the show on Saturdays at uh, the in the eight o'clock in the vicinity of eight o'clock, probably you know between eight and eight thirty. <laughs> you got to be loosey goosey um, if you want to. I don't know. You just got to accept it. I guess you don't have to. But if until we get enough patrons, that's the way it's going to have to be. If uh, the schedule has to fluctuate, so until further notice, the show will be on Saturdays at eight p.m. Eastern instead of six. What else? Uh, and during the week, next week might be tight, um, but that's why I keep encouraging everybody to become a patron. Keep coming back. We will build the grow, the the grow, the show to grow, and hopefully one day we will have a daily show at a set time without all this bullshit. You don't see Tom Hartman having to put up with this shit, do, right? How does how does that happen? I don't know. I look at other shows and I'm like, how the hell does does do they do this and that and this and what? And then I look, well, especially at the conservatives. I'm like, how the hell? does cj pearson really how does that thing how does that happen well we know because they f are funded well funded by billionaires and also like the likes of tommy lauren if it's mind-numbing how anybody listens to to tommy lauren like they have nothing to say they bring nothing to the it's it is it's infuriating, but it's also, uh, it's confusing to me. Why would anybody spend their limited lifespan listening to what Tommy Lauren has to say? And I'm not saying she lacks the wisdom of experience because of her youth. That's not, that's one thing. You don't have to, you, youthful, look at Mark, our millennial correspondent. You could be young and be well-informed and not a moron, but why Why would anybody watch a Tommy Lauren who is so ignorant, through and through, hypocritical, and has nothing to say? Does, isn't it enlightening in any way? That's what's so distressing about this country. The idiots... I have run free and they don't like 
the when when there's black backlash on them they get very upset about it because we're supposed to give idiocrity or uh, or moronic I'm making up words now all of a sudden moronic that's not a made up word moronity isn't that a word whatever you know what I'm trying to say but they try to make as if that what am I saying I'm saying a lot of words that aren't coming together in a in the in a way that's making sense but they as if their stupidity and their ignorance has the same moral and ethical credence and uh we we need to give it the same consideration and respect we do to truth you were supposed to be oh well i I, I guess I'm struggling in a way with this whole... Because well, I was reading this article from... It was from the London e- Evening... The London Evening Standard. And it's a conservative friggin' rag, right? And But it focuses on English politics. And uh, they're complaining that the, the left is can't... Uh, it's, it's all over the place. They're being canceled by the left, and because they don't like how, because oh, and now there's like a commission in England to um, kind of push back on, uh, and to preserve the heritage, the proper English heritage, because they don't like after the um, Black Lives Matter, after the murder of George Floyd, which was it touched a nerve all over the globe the the um some of the protesters they were they were demanding that different statues come down in england one of the statues they wrote um uh, what's his name Uh, winston churchill was a racist they wrote and they and then other you know there's a big argument how what uh uh, should the statue come down? I mean, here's a guy who fought fascism, helped fight fascism, helped win the war. And, uh, you know, he, but he was a man of his time. I don't see the the problem with having an honest conversation about it. I don't know. I'm not necessarily, I don't know. I have to think about this. But the the other thing is, it's, to me, it was ironic we, because well, it's also hypocritical on the right wingers' parts. But what else is new? Because they were saying that they're not allowed to think. Okay, now try to follow what I'm what I'm trying to weave out of my mind here. I know it's not fully developed, but they're not um, they're not allowed. This is what they're saying. So the left is not allowing them to think what they think, and they want to cancel them for thinking these things right but isn't it kind of the opposite what do you mean the left is you're trying to cancel the the left quote unquote or the or people who are asking them to open their minds to yes the systemic racism it was almost uh it's not just almost it was embedded in the beings of uh, most human beings on the planet. So let's look at this now. So to say Winston Churchill was a racist, 
uh, and they're offended by that. Isn't that, and therefore they want to start a commission to make sure that nothing changes. Isn't that his own friggin' version of cancel culture? Right? The the youth are coming up and 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 oh they're saying the woke, the woke mob, which is how they are they denigrate any any sense of of uh, evolution or or change. But yeah, they're trying to cancel oh well we're uh, people who say that Winston Churchill was a racist and yeah yes he was also a homophobe he was also a misogynist all of those things that was the birthright of the of the straight white male for millennia wasn't it so we need that's a valid conversation to have it doesn't denigrate the good things that he did Right? I don't know. We have to take the whole package. It's the, this is the truth. It's just because we understand the founding fathers were hypocrites, racists, uh, misogynists. Well, I mean, it's also very interesting how, as, as women, too, we're all supposed to. We, they, it's like women are uh, giving these men... Because it's sort of like misogyny is still so embedded every in everything that it's like we're we're calling the founders misogynists somehow doesn't ring as uh, offensive in some way, you know? Because I mean, these are people that. Uh, giving women the right to vote or allowing women the right to whatever i mean, even saying that giving and allowing um w- wouldn't even cross their minds it's so much so that when the um in the emancipation proclamation uh, having the right to vote was for uh the people who happen to have um a y chromosome so not for anybody else. You know what I mean? We got work to do. That's the point. Are we going to live together in a more perfect union and have a decent society? This is what we got to work on. It doesn't denigrate. It doesn't take away. I think it it's completely needed. All right, whatever. Everybody sucks, not us. I'm talking about them, the right-wingers. And case in point, okay, well, like I'm saying, become a patron. We don't have any patrons this week. It's getting on my nerves. Only because I feel like, isn't the show growing? I don't know. Does anybody care? Does anybody remember laughter? Um, I don't know, whatever. I should just stop. I don't know what to do. I need to. Maybe I need to get a marketing person. Anybody know any marketing people? Uh, all right. So, what was I saying? What we're seeing. Turn up my volume. It sounds like. Shit. My volume is. What about now? Testing one, two, three. What's what's what is too low? What's low? Let me see. 
I'm getting feedback on the channel that the that it's too low. My voice is low. Turn up your system volume. Sounds like the dBs started a little low for this episode. What dB? What's a dB? Decibel? One, two, three, one, two, three. I don't know. It's the fucking same levels I always have. What about now? How's that? Better? Anybody out there? Does anybody remember laughter? Just shout if you can hear me. There'll be no more. Ah, but you can feel a little sick. I'm waiting for someone to answer. Is this effing microphone good? That'll keep me going for the show. Come on, it's time to do this fucking show. Excuse me for cursing. There ain't no... Two people said it was low volume. Better. I mean, I, I want to have a better volume. I don't want to continue to do a show that nobody can hear. Right? All right, whatever. I'm going to keep going. If Now I have to turn the volume down. What do you want me to do? I, I, I'm in the same boat. Turn the volume up. Turn the volume down. I, I didn't touch anything. And then everybody's saying they can't hear me. Who the hell knows? It's very difficult because I don't hear the output. I only hear what's in my headphones. And it, sometimes it's different. It was low and it's okay now. Okay, good. Thank you. Everybody thanks. That's the way it is on Tarabuster. It's a community effort. I'm not kidding when I say that. All right, so what we're witnessing today and what we're seeing unfold in Texas is it's heartbreaking. Absolutely. I hate to see this, but it's also an example, just like we saw on January 6th. It's a, fail, it's a failure of conservatism right there. January 6th was inevitable. It was always, we were always heading in that direction. A violent insurrection. Yeah, that was, we saw it unfold. We saw the steps on that road, including denigrating the media, or the corporate media, of course. Well, uh, talking about the enemy of the people, the press is the enemy of the people. Um, d coming from the minute that freak came down the escalator. Bashing the mi whatever minority group du jour. We should have. Well, I mean, I did, but you did, and the uh, anybody who's who considers themselves a patriot should have seen that coming and and not fallen into the trap of fascism. But in every conservative chest beats the heart of fascism. It is the truth. And as I always say, with these right wing, I mean, the fact that Twitter found all of these many, many willing co-conspirators is uh, case in point to the fact that points to the other fact that I always point out, which is conservatives do not get into government. They don't run for office for altruism. They don't become a, they're not a public servant. They don't pretend to be a public servant b because they're there to serve the people. They're there to 
play the role. Play the role of senator be, with all the trappings that entails, and, and especially the, uh, the, the trappings for themselves, the perks, the power, the way that they, they can use that power to, to earn favor. I'm trying to find the right word, earn. It's not earn. They're corrupt on all levels. Nothing speaks to that more than what's going on in Texas, of course. Not only uh, everything that's unfolding there, including Ted Cruz fleeing the country to go to Cancun. Now, in the middle of a crisis, that's a Republican for you, isn't it? You know, these Republicans, that are, they love the military. This is what gets me about them. They, they proclaim to love the military. What's the military? Really, ultimately, when it comes down to the meaning of, of the military, I know they love it because they, they want a military to, to enforce white supremacy. That's what they love the military for. But the military in general is supposed to be, in a functioning democracy, of course, is there to enforce, well, it's to... Um, the, the the ultimate underlying, I mean, trust me, I understand the whole Smedley Butler, war is a racket. Yes, I get it. But ultimately, the the reason people say, I this is what I gather when I was wearing the uniform, the reason, even though, because people don't really think about it, you know, when they would, I would be in the uniform and they'd say, thank you for your service and i would think for what yeah what there are many people all different kinds of people serve this country you don't necessarily have to serve a country wearing a uniform but thank you for your service when a soldier is the the epitome of a soldier is supposed to be unselfishness it's supposed to be you will sacrifice your own life for your fellows, for your fellow Americans, for your, uh, for your unit, for your, you know, for your fellow Americans. I guess I said it exactly correctly. And in, but in Republican, in the Republican worldview, that's being a dupe, isn't it? Being a sucker. What do you mean? Sacrificing yourself, sacrifice and service, serving your country, putting yourself in harm's way for other people. That's, and then some who pay the ultimate price. The, as Lincoln said, the last full measure of devotion. It's heartbreaking. The only thing that uh, is, more, is more worth more than all of the gold that Twitler can scam out of somebody with a Trump Network vitamin is somebody's life. And these Republicans, they, everything that they talk about and everything that they pretend to be about is bullshit. This is the bottom line. Wait, hold on. So, 
Case in point. Now, I don't know if you remember, well, Ted Cruz fleeing the country in the middle of a crisis. Now, you tell me these people who supposedly love, love the military, they love the cops and anybody who serves, right, supposedly serves. But these people, these Republicans, they don't show up for, for duty. Why is Ted Cruz in office? Who effing voted for him? And for what reason? So in the middle of a crisis, he, he flees town? While a, a crisis he created, him and his ilk, this is an entirely created everything, from top to bottom, is an entirely created conservative failure. From their denial of climate change to their inability or in in transit what's in transience of doing anything about climate change, their denial of it, their greed, their lack of community spirit, their bullshit, their fake ass veneration of people who do sacrifice and serve. While these pricks run off to Cancun, and it's not the first time. When I saw this thing about Ted Cruz being caught in Cancun, he was was supposed to be there until Sunday. But we are supposed to believe that while his fellow Texans, you know, remember how he loves Texas, machine gun bacon. Remember that, that... that ad he created because this is what they do they offer nothing the ad they create that ted cruz created because i'm sure he thought oh this will really own the libs where he put bacon around a machine gun barrel and he was like look at me machine gun bacon yummy delicious that's all they fucking have all right I'm sorry about cursing. Who cares? But th- it's this is the truth. That's all they have. Machine gun bacon. When in the middle of a crisis, what does he? What does he do? You don't think it's a senator might be needed in a state that has absolutely no power? People are freezing because of their lack of uh of concern because that's really what it's about they didn't want to do anything to weather fit the uh, their their electric grid that they that is completely off the grid off of the rest of the country so there's they're in it all by themselves well where are your bootstraps i have to ask Oh, it's off on a plane to Cancun because every sucker for themselves, right? Well, that's not how human civilization works. And this is why I cannot stand them. I cannot stand these Republicans. Everything about them is a failure. Everywhere you look, they produce failure. Yeah, you don't like civilization, then get out. Go to the woods. Go to a desert island. Please. 
at least, you know, the Unabomber had some integrity there. He went off the grid. Get out. Stop sucking on the civilization that we built, we helped create. And now, guess what? Guess what always has to happen? Liberals, progressives, normal people, Democrats have to come to the rescue again of these freaks. Of, uh, I, I mean, really. President Biden declared a national emergency. He's, he's sending FEMA. Where's the bootstraps? I'm not—I I understand. Not everybody there is a moron. I get it. But there's a lot of morons there, and I hope they learned their lesson. There's one thing to build up your bullshit in your own mind so you can walk around a Walmart with an M16, but that's a sign of your failure, too, because this is a civilization— and we're in it together. Now, if you don't believe that, you don't, they really don't believe it because they don't, it's not about, they, they believe, that they're racist. I mean, that's what it comes down to. They don't want to share civilization with the feds as in regard to the grid because they don't, I mean, ultimately, the feds, they don't want the feds telling them what to do, regulate. Because that might mean that they, not, they have to share something with brown people. And they don't want the feds having that much power to come in and say, you need to do A, B, and C. Your, your electric grid has to be up to a standard where if you get, if you get uh, um, a, a sudden Arctic cold snap, thanks to the climate change your policies helped create, you'll be prepared. Instead, what happens? What do Republicans do all over the state? All of their so-called elected leaders, elected representatives, what do they... Who, who voted for these people? Who? I mean, look at yourselves. Of course, you got to come running to the liberals again. Help us, liberals. Help us, liberal policies. Why? Because they told you that you don't have to, what? You could say the N-word. You could make America great. You can uh, buy um, ripping babies from the arms of their mothers. That made you feel like a real man or something. I don't get it. USA, USA, USA? Really? Well, this is a result. The whole thing is a result of years and years of conservative bullshit. And bullshit, racism, stupidity, the the myth that they build up in their minds. And so much so that the mayor, we heard it when, when it comes out of the mouth. Where is it? The, uh, uh, hey... Uh, this Texas mayor said, quit complaining. Only the strong will survive. Well, the people of Texas didn't like that. Now the asshole resigned. You know, because it's yet again, 
the search for the superior moral justification for selfishness. That's conservatism in a nutshell. And it just doesn't work. In practice, eventually reality catches up to the bullshit. Just like with Twitter and the pandemic and everything else. The pandemic is another case in point of how much, how ill-equipped, how much republicanism, conservatism sucks. It's not an ideology for, of, de- of a democratic society, small d democratic society, of a functioning small d democratic society. Not at all. And it's an embarrassment. I really hope. See, I, I, I don't have sympathy for conservatism, for, for conservatives who put themselves in this position. But I also understand that there are normal people trapped in uh, the wrong place at the wrong time, too, who are trying, in spite of all the conservative, republican corruption the the I mean Ted Cruz really Ted Cruz you voted for him again I I'm, I don't like Beto O'Rourke he's he gets on my nerves whatever but he's better than Ted F and Cruz and you know for a fact Beto O'Rourke he wouldn't have been on a plane to Cancun during this crisis. This is when you're called to duty, Republicans. You don't fly off and fuck off off out of your state. Because as a senator, don't you think that there are some strings you could pull now that might help your, f- your fellow Texans that you love so much that you like to pander to their, what, to their stupidity? Yum, yum. Machine gun bacon. Yum, yum. That's all they got. Well, too, you could have been out there, Ted Cruz, cooking up some machine gun bacon for people. Trying to keep them warm. It's, uh, it's unreal. And they will, there will be others, there will be millions who vote for that. That scum. That face that is usually... Before I continue, thank you, Jim. Hello. Reviving the sweary tip job. Thank you so much for your super chat. I really appreciate it. Twice in a row. Thank you, Garfield, for your super chat. The fight continues. Garfield writes, and thank you, Errol, for your super chat. That the last real Republican was Dwight Eisenhower, unlike Nixon, Reagan, and Trump. Yes. Here, look. This is machine gun. Of course, in Texas, a few things I enjoy more than on weekends, cooking breakfast with a family. Of course, in Texas, we cook bacon a little differently than most folks. Ah! Oh, God. 
Okay, you get what you what you get what you get. How you doing out there? How's it going in Texas? Mm. <laughs> Machine gun bacon. Well, that's all they got. Just like yesterday when we had the show, the name of the show was All Republicans Have Are Talking Points and Lies. That's it. They're talking points that are lies. It never stops. Machine gun bacon. See, I'm going to own the libs right now. I'm going to make light of all the dead children in this country who've been murdered in schools. <laughs> and I'm also going to piss off those who don't eat corpses. <laughs> Look, machine gun. I'm owning the anybody who's ever been any somewhere near the vicinity of human <laughs> here's a news report about texas's the failure of the texas of, of texas texas is not used to this kind of weather freezing temperatures have gripped parts of the state for days now pushing the power grid beyond its capacity, leaving millions unable to heat their homes. It's pretty bad that, you know, as Texans, we just can't prepare for cold and every other part of the country. This would have not been an even issue. As Texans head to shelters to stay warm, the widespread outages have become the center of a political fight. If the Biden administration is going to try to eradicate uh, fossil fuels in the United States, every state is going to constantly have challenges like what America has seen take place in Texas. Bullshit! You see? Yet again, another example. Every state, it's be afraid, be afraid, don't do anything different, keep doing what we're doing and we'll keep getting worse and worse and worse and be afraid of all the things that need to be done to fix this shit because conservatism, that's why, right? Conservatives have nothing to offer. That's it. They're working for big oil. They're suckling on this archaic energy system still. Until how many have to die? They don't give a shit. They'll be on a plane to Cancun. It doesn't matter who dies. What the, what the actual reality, the consequences of their policies are. And I'm saying, I'm saying it again. The, the consequence, the Republican chickens always come home to roost in failure. Prove me wrong. I'm not like, this is not like Tucker Carlson where he says, oh, that's just a lie. We have the receipts. They always come home in failure. And here we go again. Here it is. The whole text, taking Texas off of the rest of the grid because they didn't want to pay. They didn't want to live up to federal standards because it's cheaper. That's what Republicans do. And uh, it reminded me of here in New York, we had years ago, I think it was 2010, there was a big blackout 
when was the blackout of it was probably earlier than that blackout nyc maybe it was like 20 when was that Nine, well we know it's 1977 but then blackout in the two oh 2003 was it yeah that's when it was the big blackout that went out and um that the whole east eastern part of the united states went out and up into canada but here's the thing there not just that one then there was another one that was just just new york city whatever i can't remember all the details but i remember at the time this was during the bush administration and everybody was like oh there's blackouts and the blackout went on for this wasn't all right i'm getting it confused this was a different blackout that went on for like a week and not the big northeastern blackout and people are like these blackouts are getting longer and longer every time we have a blackout see it used to be you have a blackout I remember when the blackout of 77 i was a child and I remember it was on in the uh, it took 24 hours to turn the lights back on the thing with the blackout the when we would have a blackout it would go into days then and there was a blackout here that went up to a week I remember it was in the middle of the summer and so that sucked but so people were like the blackout is these blackouts they're getting worse and blah 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 but the fact was i was pointing out to people that because we don't hear this on the corporate media and i didn't have a show at the time i was just talking to people like this in my life talking face to face saying well that's because george hwf and bush made this is a consequence of reaganomics so when george bush senior was in office, the public-private partnerships of the electoral, uh, the electricity, the whatever, Con Ed, the electric company, which Con Ed is a public-private partnership, right? It's regulated, it was regulated, but because Republicans hate regulation, they, they rolled back regulation that made the uh, the the electric company con edison have to spend a certain amount of money every year upgrading the grid all right so instead of so that meant that see it was cheaper you see and but 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 i know i'm having a pro i'm having a problem putting it all the words together but so it was cheaper in in the uh, in the short run but in the long run it was more expensive because then whenever there was a problem it would only be discovered not through maintenance but when there was a catastrophic failure and that's why the lights would remain out for days and days and days and because of the filthy freaking republican policies and i remember during this particular blackout that went on for days here in queens and i was saying to people well it's because these republicans well i called them republicans at the time so they deregulated 
Con Ed and the electrical companies all over the country making it uh, because they hate regulations. Every regulation is supposed to be bad. If those in power can make a, a buck, a quick buck. So it's not about um, having an effective power grid. It's about the rich getting richer. That's it. So this is another example of what we see in Texas. It's the same thing. They wanted to remove themselves from the grid because the feds had some standards that the, the people of the, the power, whatever, big, whatever the hell, whatever uh, rich people were benefiting from the power grid didn't want to have to abide by. And that probably included the uh, weatherizing their power grid. And, I, and I'm sure it did. I'm not saying it's not probable. That's what it included. And it, but it was cheaper. So now you see, I'm sure that there's, I think there's around 30 deaths so far because of this and all of the misery that's going on and the homes burning down and uh, people are dying not just from the cold, but from the consequences of not having, uh, uh, of using heaters, carbon monoxide poisoning, homes are burning down, things like that. People aren't able to get their, their loot. I mean, all of the, the, the money, that, uh, uh, the food that's not going to be edible, the medicine that's going bad, uh, not to mention in the middle of a pandemic, now people are going to have to go seek shelter where you're supposed to be social distancing. So wait till those chickens come home to roost. That's conservatism in a nutshell. See, if only the conservatives, if they, were, they weren't such hypocrites, you know what I mean? Go be a rugged individual. Just get out. Go into the woods. Be a rugged individual. But they don't want to be a rugged individual. They want to have all the benefits of civilization and they want to suck on civilization like a parasite. Just like I always say, they're like adolescents. That's Republicans. The Republican leadership. See, the Republican average Republican voter is, more, is like an adult. It's like not an adult. They're the, like toddlers. And their leadership are like adolescents who are they're a little older, I guess. They're a little bit more cunning, to quote well, Tucker Carlson's description of Kamala Harris, right? But, <clears throat> but, they, but they are like adolescents, but bratty adolescents who... They they invite their pals over and they're all hanging out in mommy and daddy's basement and eating mommy and daddy's food and watching mommy and daddy's television and living off of mommy and daddy's everything by the good graces of mommy and daddy. And mommy and daddy come down. How you kids doing down here? Get I don't get out of here, mom and dad. I'm I don't need you. Leave me alone. Boom. Shut the door. And then they go, let's get out of here. 
and then they get into trouble. And who do they call? Mommy and Daddy, help! That's what they're like. We've all known kids like that. Maybe we were those kids, but we grow out of it. You grow up, and you realize you, you, you mature. Not Republicans. That's what we're enduring when we endure Republicans. Everything about them, even their, their, their arguments, the lies, being caught, being caught out like they are right now in Texas with the consequences of their failures, staring the world in the face. What's, what do they say? Oh, uh, what about them? They did it. You know, it's not me. It's that, oh, like AOC snuck into Texas 10 years ago and secretly enacted the Green New Deal against everybody's right behind everybody's back. Unbelievable. Uh, everybody, it's them. It's not us. This, this is, uh, uh, but that's who they are. Like babies, like adolescents. I know you are, but what I am I? I know you are, but what am I? That's what they are. That's th their whole, that's a whole adolescent strategy. The schoolyard bully tactic on a national scale. They have no interest in learning from their own mistakes. How could you learn from your mistakes if you never take responsibility for them? There's no hope for these juvenile delinquents. You don't put juvenile delinquents in charge. Because you know what will happen? In the middle of the first crisis, they're out, they're out of there. It's, they're over their heads. They don't know what to do. What do you do when you never did a goddamn thing for anybody in, in your whole life? Like a Ted Cruz. What does a Ted Cruz do in a crisis? Of course he runs. That's all. That's all Republicans ever do. Oh, yeah, but they love... It's ironic. Yeah, they love the military. You act like that as a soldier, they'll put you up for court-martial. But what happens with Ted Cruz? He want, He's going to be president? They're going to put him in for the president? They're gonna be, he, he wants to be uh, their nominee. Who the hell ever votes for somebody that vile? What do you expect when you vote for a demon? What do you think is going to happen? You think the demon's going to be by your side when the chips are down? The scum demon is going to be flying off to Cancun. And of course he throws his daughters under the bus. Oh yeah, my daughters. My, I want to be a good dad. My daughters said, Dad, let's get out of here. We don't have school. We have no power. These are all lies, by the way. They know he was also on another ch channel saying, oh, well, he was on Fox News saying that we were lucky our house didn't lose power. Uh, in fact, we became a haven for all, every, uh, all my children's friends. So what is it? Is, is, are you in a blackout or? Oh, um, the other lie is. My kids wanted to go meet their friends in Cancun? 
The kids are fucking eight years old. And where? What friends? We saw the pictures of Ted Cruz on the plane. Where's the friends? What friends? Oh, they're there already? Is that it? I don't know. We don't have to... Nobody asks these questions because we just take the lies at face value now here in the country. That's why you could say whatever the F you want. These Republicans can just say it. Doesn't have to be true. Nobody will check them. What? Where's your friends? Where's your kids' friends? I don't see any friends here. I see you with your come and take it mask. Come and take it. Oh, these these pricks. Machine gun bacon. Well, that's what you voted for. How you doing? Machine gun va- bacon. You got you got what you voted for. Nothing. Not you got to say the N word though, right? And feel like your white privilege was enforced. You felt you felt better that everybody was in their God-given hierarchies. And anybody can get a weapon and shoot up a school. Yum, yum, bacon. And you can eat as much shit. I mean, you could still... That's what I always say about these right-wingers who like, PETA, you like PETA? People eating tasty animals. I hear, if I... Oh, God, they're so tedious. Yeah, I'm I'm in PETA too. People eating tasty animals. <laughs> yeah, cause nothing. Lo- that's what Republicanism is. Meaning shoving as much shit in your face and in your mind unconsciously without thinking. But if anybody ever steps on your toes, you're like, what? <laughs> I'm being picked on. That's the last refuge. First, they go through the lies, though, and the finger pointing. But you, you ate, um, you ate a corpse once. Yes, uh, I did. You ate that. What? You're a hypocrite. They're just so. But the but as far as that's concerned, I'm always like, keep eating. Eat as many corpses as you want. Shove them in your mouth. Quick, 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 hurry up. The quicker you get off this mortal coil, the better. That's how I look at it. Keep eating. I want your arteries clogged and your heart unable. uh, I want your cholesterol through the roof. Go for it, honey. Go for it, please. I'm all about it. Keep it up. Keep shoving that. Just keep eating. Eating as much greasy shit as you can shove in your gullet. Like Twitler. Keep it up. I'm all for it. I'll give you a gift card for whatever. For whatever shitty, I don't know, restaurant chain. And I say that loose restaurant, whatever. Whatever shithole you want to go Shove your face in a trough and it was jug. I don't know jug, greasy corpses. Good, good. Keep going. 
Keep going. <laughs> Paradu on the chat. Can a piece of shit with POS take one trip to Cancun without all you liberals? Cancel culture. Canceling the trip to Cancun. Well, let's continue with this. This is right now. The governor used an interview on Fox News to peddle misleading claims, blaming frozen wind turbines and solar panels for the overall systemic failures. Uh, here's the the statement is not true to start off with. Uh, most of the power outages that we have are the result of natural gas plants and coal plants, even nuclear. Democrats say the bigger issue here is aging infrastructure. I would say 100% of the blame. Uh, goes to Greg Abbott and the Republicans just for years and years of ne neglect uh, and mismanagement. Yeah. Most of go. Texas what? is powered by an... But a few people got very rich. Who cares if the whole state has no power? And that they, they dodged an even bigger bullet where the power would have been out for months if they didn't shut it down. Within seconds, they were saying, it would have been over for the grid independent grid so it avoids federal regulations and upkeep requirements helping to keep customer prices low up until now it's been an issue of well no we don't think that's worth it to the ratepayers for what might be a very infrequent uh weather event texans are anxiously waiting for this cold snap to break desperately ready for their power to return just hoping though the lights will come back soon enough because it's really freezing, it's horrible. The White House approved an emergency declaration to get badly needed supplies to Texas. Generators have arrived while blankets, food, and water are on the way. Katie Simpson, CBC well, News, that sounds like Washington. socialism to me. I don't know about you. Sending blankets and food and heating equipment to people who don't, don't want to be part of liberals, uh, they, they want to drink my tears because they're so, they're just, so, they're so American. I really wish, go into the woods, really, but uh, it's not the first time. Oh, well, here, well, let me just finish with this one. The Texas mayor resigned because the people don't like, you see, what it is is that conservatism sucks in practice even the way that they speak it's good to know that there are some consequences still for conservative assholes oh it's cancel culture well the people i guess of the texas mayor let's see millions of texas Millions of Texans have been without electricity, hot water, or both for the last two to three days. Now imagine how wonderful that is. That's conservatism. Can't use the toilet or can't flush it. No electricity in the middle of a freezing cold snap, thanks to conservatism. All right, let's give the credit where credit's due. The party of personal responsibility. Take some responsibility. Of course they won't. It's AOC's fault, right? Uh, some politicians are pointing fingers. Some are calling for investigations. At least one is telling his constituent it to, his constituents to stop belly aching. 
Colorado City is a town of about 4,000 that sits along I-20 between Midland and Ab- Abilene. The mayor, actually the former mayor now, wrote in a since-deleted Facebook post, quote, no one owes you. Uh, oh, wait, wait. And they keep the misspellings in there, right? Because that's what it means to be a Republican. You got to be an ignoramus, too. No one owes you or your family anything. That's exactly what he wrote. The city and county, along with providers, or any other service owes you, all caps, nothing. Really? Uh, That's why you pay taxes, prick. Why did anybody vote for him? Why did they make him the mayor? So when the chips are down, he can go, eh, nobody owes you nothing. Well, that's why we have a government, you scumbag. Because we're in it together. You know, e pluribus unum, the founders didn't fight a revolution to say, eh, we're not going to have a government. We're going to have nothing here. All caps. We're going to have an all caps nothing here. Every man and woman for themselves. Well, they would say man. Typos and misspellings aside, it makes one wonder why Tim Boyd ever got into politics. If he thinks it's no one's job to help his constituents in a life-threatening emergency. Well, that's what I always say about the Republicans in general. Why would you vote for them? This is what they do. They don't take responsibility. They're not there to help. Look at everything that has ever happened when a Republican is in charge. Katrina. Right. What else? The pandemic. Everything. Well, 9-11. That happened when they were in charge, too. Boyd has resigned as mayor, probably for the best, and the offending post has been deleted. But you can still see it. It's still on the internet, of course. Let's see. Let's uh, read read it. Here it is. Let me see. Let me hurt some feelings. This is what he writes, this prick that people voted for, this public servant, good Republican. Let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute. Oh, yeah, because that's the point, right? Hurt some fucking feelings. I hate these people. You understand? There is no reason, unless you hate yourself, there's no reason for anybody to ever vote for a Republican, any of them, any of them, all of them, they all suck. In the beating chest of every one of them is this. Let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute. People are dying. People are suffering. And these pricks, let me hurt some feelings. They think that's strength, you understand? That's what it is. They think they're being strong by not giving a shit about anybody else but themselves. Oh, I hope 
that his fellow Texans run into him sometime and, and want to share uh, their hurt feelings. They want to hurt his feelings. No one owes you or your family anything. Nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like then. This, this, this sounds like Twitler's pandemic plan That's that got 500,000 dead. Sink or swim, it's your choice. Then there's no point. There's no point in ever having a Republican. Ever. In office, get out. Go away. Why don't you go and live in the goddamn woods like the Unabomber, Tim Boyd? Really? Why not? No, you know why? Because they want all the benefits of civilization. That's what it's about. They want to drive our socialist roads. They want to eat our socialist food and drink our socialist water. They want to suck on the civilization that we make for them. But they don't want to share in the responsibilities that we have to each other. Of course not. He likes his nice little home and his cushy government job. What is the point of having a Tim Boyd as a mayor? What the F do they do? It's like having a Twitler as a, ma- as a president or any of them or a Ted Cruz as a senator. There's no point to them. Honestly, so they fly off. They fuck off to Cancun when the chips are down. They go on corporate media to spread lies about what needs to be done and what happened and uh, and how it could never happen again. Of course, they spread lies about it, ensuring it'll happen again. And then they go on Facebook to tell everybody to... Uh, suck you, F you, suck your feelings, F your feelings, I'm drinking your tears. That's what they got, that's Republican leadership. Oh my God. How, 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 how? I I mean, uh, how, how, how does anybody vote for them? Sink or swim, it's your choice. Well, why don't you sink or swim in the wilderness? Get the fuck out. Go be your own country, Tim Boyd. Because guess what? I'm sick of you. I'm sick. And the rest of the American people are sick of propping you up. Of you. Of the parasite that is Tim Boyd. Sucking on the civilization without the manners or the maturity just to even say thank you. All of the paychecks this prick got for being the mayor? What did he do? What, what did he do every day? When you go around like, hey, I'm the mayor. Hey, hey, look at me. Whoa, hey, whoa. That's it. That's what a Republican does. Hey, 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 I'm the mayor here. Hey, 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 have some respect. Hey, hey, hey. Goes into a strip club. Hey, 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 I'm the mayor. Hey, 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 yeah. Got some money here. That's it. That's a Republican in action. That's their day at work. Another day at the office. Hey, 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 I'm the mayor. I'm the mayor. They're not like, 
Mr. Mayor, Mayor Boyd, there's a going to be an Arctic cold snap snowstorm heading our way, and uh, our power grid isn't retrofitted for wi- winter. Uh, winter, so we're in big, big trouble. Hey, 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 hey! I'm the mayor. Ooh, hey, 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 hey! How you like me now? I'm the mayor. That's it. That's the answer. The city and the country or county, along with power providers or any other service, owes you nothing. Um, no, they owe you power, bitch. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. Yeah, like, why don't you get one of those electric heaters that'll burn your house down? Or kill you in the night from carbon monoxide poisoning. That's happening, too. Or, uh, I don't know, maybe you can hire some hamsters to run on a wheel. In between your three uniquely American low-paying jobs. And, of course, when you're, you have to be uh, all kinds of side hustles. And you got to go on all kinds of e-trade and uh, apps and whatnot to figure out your retirement. But you're never going to retire because you aren't going to make it. Thanks to the likes of Tim Boyd. Oh, I hate these people. If you have no water, you deal. (laughs) You believe this prick. That's who Republicans are. They had never met, met a sacrifice they wouldn't sign other people up for. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside the box to survive and supply water to your family. Holy shit. This, this motherfucker better leave town. If you are sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and are sitting there waiting for someone to come to your rescue, to come rescue you because you're, Y-O-U-R, you're lazy. Okay? We understand they're more they're stupid, ignorant. Your lazy is a direct result of your raising. Oh my god. He really better leave. He better leave the country. Only the strong will survive and the weak will pat Parish, all right? It reminds me of during the impeachment, Twitler's second impeachment, when they were like, we're bringing the cavalry, right? Because you know how stupid they are. Uh, Bring the cavalry. And then the uh, Vanderveen bullshit had the balls to, to argue that, no. They weren't talking about the cavalry. They were talking about Jesus Christ dying on the cross. You, you terrible liberals. Right. These, oh, it wasn't him. It was the guy who touched his head. The, the very religious person who touched his head. Was that the one? House manager Swalwell showed you this tweet this week and emphasized that this tweet reflected a call to arms. He told you repeatedly that this was a promise to call in the cavalry for January 6th. 
He led you to believe that President Trump supporters believe that President wanted armed supporters on January 6th, paramilitary groups, the cavalry for physical combat. The problem is, the actual text is exactly the opposite. The tweeter promised to bring the cavalry, a public display of Christ's crucifixion, a central symbol of her Christian faith, because that's how normal people talk. I'll bring the cavalry, the, the risen image of Jesus Christ's crucifixion on the cross. Now, pay no attention to the fact that the Republicans don't know where to put the, the they don't know how to spell your y-o-u apostrophe r-e that twitlers made that same spelling mistake again and again about cavalry and they all do because they are ignorant but they have the balls oh yes no one wanted to bring anything violent they meant bringing the dis public display of Christ's crucifixion, which is pretty violent. It's, uh, we, we should be relieved that they didn't have an electric chair back in ancient Rome. So maybe everybody would be wearing these little electric chairs around their neck. But uh, they never wanted to seem to read the text and believe what the text means. Yeah. That's how much Republicans hate this country. They count on the stupidity of the American people, and not only that, they exploit it. The stupidity, the indifference, the moronity, the racism, everything about this country that sucks, Republicans want more of it. They make more of it. They cultivate it. They need it. They nurse on it like babies sucking on mother's milk. That's the life's blood of conservatism. Ignorance, stupidity, and, and, and really uh, having absolutely no shame. That this lawyer, to get up there and argue that with a straight face, goes to show you, you will find anybody. You got, you got money, you find anybody. I, I'm, I highly doubt those lawyers were ch paid anyway, but whatever. You know how Twitler likes to stiff people. Well, let's get back to this one. Tim Boyd keeps going. He says, only the strong survive and the weak will perish. Will perish, P-A-R-I-S-H, perish. Like your church, pa oh, is that, does he mean that the weak will go to church? How interesting. You see, liberal, you you thought he meant perish. You thought he was a stupid with the the spelling and all, but he was he really is being kind. He's being compassionate conservative. There's that famous compassionate conservatism again. I'm sorry. I stand corrected. The the strong will survive and the weak will perish, will go to church. Right. Of course. Now I see. Folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. And that, yes, it's called cancel culture. 
<laughs> Get the fuck out. This is sadly a product of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that the FEU, the few, will work and others will become dependent for handouts. Well, what does it mean when the so-called mayor gets a paycheck and then fucks off on its job? And I mean it, because Tim Boyd is not human. Is there's nothing more, no more telling example of somebody dependent on government handouts. Oh, I am sorry that you have been dealing. Oh, he, he really he downplays. That's what Republicans do. Oh, I am sorry that you're dealing without electricity and water. But I'll be damned. If I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it themselves, we have lost sight of those in need. I thought those those who were weak were going to perish, but um, and those that take advantage of the system and meshed them into one group. Bottom line is quit crying and looking for a handout. Get off your ass. And take care of your family. Your own family. Bottom line, don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. Oh, yes. That's the way it was, right? Back in 1776, when the founders got, out, got together and they pledged their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other and overthrew a king. That was them back in 1776. They were like, fuck you, get off your ass. Fuck the general welfare. Yeah, Paradou, humans versus conservatives, we must win. That's right. Paradou on the chat, that's what it's about. It is. That's what it comes down to. Human beings versus wastes of human DNA conservatives. Wake up, Texas. Boyd made another social media post later on Tuesday afternoon saying he won't deny for one minute what he said in the post, but that many things that he wrote were taken out of context. Right. Boyd Rice said he had already turned in his resignation. Aw. We, we will miss you, Boyd. Not. Uh, although it's unclear if he did so before or after. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he resigned. I'm resigning. I can't live with people who are such socialists dependent on the heat. With, that they pay for in this grid that we cut them off from the rest of the world from. They should just know how to die without pestering the representatives they sent to office to help make the infrastructure w run and, and work. What are they thinking, expecting Republicans to do anything that will help the people? 
You gotta be a moron. So Tim Boyd says, all I have sat back and watched all this. I mean, I'm reading verbatim. I have sat back, S-E-T-B-I-C, B-I-C-K, and watched all this escalating, and I have tried to keep my mouth shut, explanation point. I won't deny for one minute what I said in my post this morning. Believe me when I say that many of the things I said were taken out of context, although we read the whole damn thing, without putting much thought into it. Yeah, that was the, that's what happened. It w- I would never want to hurt the elderly, except I told them to go to go parish. Right? I know, we never hurt the elderly. I told them to that the weak will parish. In the meaning, get your ass to church and pray. I was only making the statement that those folks that are too lazy to get up and fend for themselves but are capable should not be dealt a handout. Because that's what's happening here. Everybody is, we're just a bunch of whiners. We're not tough anymore. People don't know, like in the good old days, they got used to running water. People in the old days, they didn't need running water when the good old days. They didn't have running water. They had no heat. We used to live in caves. We have it too good nowadays. There's toilets and things. People, like, just want a handout. They want to be able to shit in a toilet. Like a human. Now they, back then, back in the great old, when it was great, when America was great, people used to just shit in a hole. They would just dig a hole wherever they were, like men, and shit in it. And that's when America was great. Everybody knew. And they went right back to work. They were in the field. They had to shit. They didn't say, "Um, excuse me, can I, can I, can I... Can I go to the bathroom? Because there was no bathroom. They went where they were, and they kept going. Productivity. And then they had the decency to just drop dead in the field and fertilize everything that they were... They were in the field cultivating. So it was the circle of life when everything was great. Nobody expected running water and heat. Just too lazy nowadays. Look at these Republicans. Look at them. Look at how how much they suck. Now, right now, today, did you watch the the moon land? Not the moon. the The thing, the thingy that went to Mars. The Perseverance. The lander. It's incredible. That, and that's what I was thinking when I was watching this lander go to Mars. And watching all of the people at NASA discussing. And then it made me wish I worked there. Though I could never. I wish I could. Um, but it's a little late. And, but I was like, this is great. These people are incredible, using their minds to advance humanity, to do something amazing that has 
that's not a war. Landing on Mars, exploring other planets, exploring the world in which the Earth, the whole solar system is incredible. That we have such capabilities, we have such potential, and then you have somebody like Tim Boyd, who's who benefits from everything that other people, all this, this, the intelligence, the decency of other people, the community spirit of other people, the altruism of others. You know, he, he's the, he is nothing but a parasite in this system. And who he's not fit. He's incredibly unfit to hold any leadership position in a modern nation. I get. I said this for years. Republicans are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. Prove me wrong, please. They're unfit. They have. They. They. They real everything. Okay, having a Republican representative is really a reflection of the fact that human beings haven't evolved so there's a they are a reflection of all the work we have to do it's because nobody would vote for these people if they were uh, spiritually intellectually emotionally morally evolved in order to vote for the likes of a Tim Pool, you have to be, you got to be somebody that likes him, that agrees with him, that thinks, and that's why they vote for him, because they think, oh, well, t they probably, or Tim Boyd, did I say Tim Pool? Why did I say that? Uh, they, they've met him. Oh, I like Tim Boyd. He's a Republican. He thinks that people need to, Fend for themselves. Put yourself, put yourself up by your bootstraps, and could you imagine that campaign? It's the same old shit that they peddle: divide and conquer, divide and conquer. I did it myself, like a child. No, Tim Boyd, you didn't do it yourself. You live in a civilization. You could live in all kinds of civilization, or all kinds of of societies but here in the united states you know we have running water we have heat we have roads all of these things are a sign of a functioning civilization but thanks to republicans of course yeah, we also have we have a deadly pandemic raging out of control and now we have one of, I, I think, what is, uh, Texas is like the eighth largest economy on Earth. Let me see. Texas. Something like that. I'll look it up in a minute. And that's the best they got. Right. Paradu on the chat. I'm a dummy. I want a politician to say what I'm thinking. Exactly. That's the way I like it. When I'm... Whatever I'm doing, I want the person... If I go on a airplane, if that 
person flying the airplane. I just want somebody who I can relate to. I don't care if they can actually fly the plane. God help us. Let's see here. The anger, this is his, his resignation Facebook post. Let's see. Fuck him. Okay. I had already turned in my resignation and I had not signed up to run for mayor again on the deadline. That was February 12th. I, they learned the, the Twitler defense. Really, they're, you know, the I know you are, but what am I defense? And, oh, you're, you're, whatever it is, you're picking on me and I don't want this job anyway. Please understand that if I had to do it over again, I would have just, wait, wait, oh no. He says, I would have just kept my words to myself. That's the difference between being a normal person and a Republican. They, they will never learn though from this he'll never learn you know because a normal person if they have such sick views well they they've they evolve out of it but by saying you know what if i have these views and i don't want to i i know there's that voice in my head that's like don't put that online that's repugnant and then they say geez what's wrong with me what why am i so filled with stupidity and hate and they, they learn. They try to be a better person. They grow. They change. And that's how it is. That's how it works by being a human being. If you don't know about something and you, I don't know, it doesn't seem that hard not to be an immoral scumbag. I do it every day. It's not hard. It really isn't. I never have to go online and say, I misspoke about it, or I w was drunk. That's what you hear, too, from cons, that you know, when they apologize for, like, saying the N-word, I was drunk. We hear that a lot. Not that I just don't drink anymore, but... I would even when I drank, you don't have there will be no videos back I mean in the day of me saying the N word. It just doesn't exist. So I was drunk. It reminds me it's like that cop. Let me see, that remember that cop that got where is it? One of the, the cop that was caught on tape berating his girlfriend who was talking to a man with darker pigment at his store. Girlfriend. And so she videotaped him or taped him with her phone, whatever. Videotape. I guess you use that word. Uh, N word. I'm looking it up. Let's see, a white off, uh, and ha and he was attacking her for saying, how could you talk to that N-word or whatever? Making me look bad, it's embarrassing to him, or... But, and then they, he got suspended. Let's see, I'm trying to find a story, I can't remember. 
after using the N word. I mean, I'm looking cop suspended after using the N word, and so many things are coming up. So, tirade caught on, caught on video. Yeah, it's hard to find. There's so many stories, sadly. But you know what I'm saying. They'll and then his his excuse was, oh, I was, I was angry. It just came out. I don't, I'm not racist. That's what they all say. Well, you are racist. You are, and it's and it's fucking ugly. It's it's gross, and you're hurting the whole society. You're part of the problem. So shut your filthy racist mouth and get help. Get the help you desperately need because life is too short, really, to be a racist, to go through life as a prick, as a racist prick. And look, well, this guy's, this Tim Boyd, his resignation letter or his resignation Facebook post is pathetic. Taking no responsibility being for being a, a douchebag, a horrible person. That's it. He, and then he goes, oh, wait, 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 wait. He goes, I spoke some of this out of anger that the city and county was catching for situations which were out of their control. Please understand, if I had to do it over again, I would keep my words to myself. And I would, I'd just say them, I would have used better wording and being more descriptive, more descriptive. Like when you said that only the strong survive, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't, you would have said, not you, granny. We will feed you reluctantly. If you're white, everybody else, stop taking. The anger and harassment you have caused you have caused my wife and family is so undeserved. You? You see, no, the party of personal responsibility. The anger and, re and harassment you, I guess that's the collective you, us, have caused my wife and family is so undeserved. Take responsibility, Tim Boyd. It's sickening. No, it's the anger and harassment I've caused. My wife was laid off her job based on the association people gave to her and the business she worked for. She is a very good person and was only defending me. God knows what she said. All right. She probably was like, my husband is right. You should all suck. You could go, you could go suck on, uh, suck my ass. You need heat and water. Takers, you're taking, taking, takety-takers, but her to have to get fired from her job over things I said out of context, honey. We read the whole thing. I admit there are things that I said that are said all the time that I don't agree with. Like what? Black Lives Matter? But I would never harass you or your family to the point that they would lose their livelihood in such a form of income, such as a form of income, I ask that you each understand 
I never meant to speak for the city of Colorado or Mitchell County. I am, I mean, I'm only the mayor. I was speaking as a citizen and a good patriotic citizen who wants m my fellow citizens to go freeze and starve and live in filth. As I am not the mayor, he writes in all caps, anymore. Thanks to your stupidity, I apologize for the wording, not for the sentiment, though, and ask that you please not harass myself or family anymore because he's the victim. Once again, Republicans, professional victimitis, everything he did, well, uh, Everything that befell his family are all of his own making. But he's, he's not responsible for that. He's not responsible for the words and, that come out of his mouth. Threatening our lives with comments and messages is a horrible thing. Well, I'd like to see those threatening messages, you see? Because one man's threatening message is probably another man's, um, you're, an, you're a horrible person. I won't share any of those messages. Well, I'm not surprised because you don't have any. That's why. From those names, I feel they should know who they are. Well, you don't have to share the name. You can cross the name out. Show us the messages. But you, once again, you see, Republicans, that's what they do. They never bring the receipts. It's, I was being death-threatened. Somebody death-threatened me. You know what? I, I consider his earlier post, that's a death threat of the highest order. It's a death threat when Twitter went out and said, oh, the pandemic... It's going to disappear like magic. It's a death threat when he was like, ah, oh, masks. And then he was, it was a death threat when he was like, liberate Michigan, liberate Virginia. But really, but actual people died. It was also, it was a death threat and he was like, we're going to the Capitol and we're going to fight like hell. Even though we don't have a permit to go there. And uh, you won't have a country if you don't fight like hell. Now, what the hell does that mean? Oh, whatever. You know, party of personal responsibility. I won't share any of those messages from those names. I feel they know who they are. And hope after they see this, they will retract the hateful things they have said. <laughs> Let's see them. I would like to see them. Oh, you're another Republican professional victim. Caught in the act of being himself. That's who it is. That's who they are. But it's not the first time. Now, I remember when, well, when I heard that Ted Cruz had effed off to Cancun in the middle of this crisis, I was thinking about the other times. I don't know if you remember when Chris Christie effed off to Disneyland during a, a blizzard in New Jersey. That was, when was that? In 2011. 
See, this is ha- this happens with Republicans. You know why? Because Republicans do not get into public service for altruism. I've said this for years. This is a these are the examples. It's not a Chris Christie thing or a Ted Cruz thing. It's a Republican thing. It's in them. They're not in it to help the people that they pretend to represent. Of course they're going to F off in the middle of a crisis. They see something coming down the pipe. I mean, Chris Christie knew there was going to be a blizzard, and he F'd off to Disneyland. And then when he was confronted on it, he did what all Republicans do. Downplay it. Deflect. Point fingers. Say, oh, you're picking on me. What it, right? That's what they do. Yeah, remember? Chris Christie defends his Disney World trip. This went on. Christie, who this is from the Huffington Post, Beth DeFalco, in 2011. Speaking Friday at his first news conference since returning home, Christie said all major decisions on the state response he made in consultation with the state Senate President Stephen Sweeney, a Democrat, had been serving as acting governor after Christie, a Republican, left the state on Sunday morning, hours before the snow started to fall. We have not seen any significant loss of life. He said, calling it an extraordinary accomplishment. Well, when you see something, uh, a major catastrophe, maybe, about to happen, what what does a Republican do? Eh, peace out. Peace out, I'm out of here, bitches. You think maybe he would hang out and do his job. (sighs) And then another, my friend Stephanie reminded me, not of this, but where is it? Another time, Bloomberg, when Bloomby was the mayor of New York, the Republican mayor of New York, a similar thing happened. He effed off during a blizzard and nobody knew where he was. And there was a big controversy, see? Mayor Bloomberg's whereabouts during the blizzard unclear. The Daily News back in, where was, yeah, in 2012. It looks like Mayor Bloomberg really was taking a snow day during the 2010 Christmas blizzard. Bloomberg's public schedule for 2010 fails to account for his whereabouts for more than 24 hours as a deadly snowstorm began to batter the city. His public schedule shows he attended Midnight Mass at Patrick, St. Patrick's Cathedral on Christmas Eve. The next entry was made at 2.45 p.m. December 26th and shows that he was at a sanitation garage on the west side of Manhattan updating the city on snow removal. But there's no entry for any events on December 25th as the snowstorm threatened. Bloomberg had a private meeting for 90 minutes on a, and a private lunch for two hours. And the blizzard of New York City buried, more, in more than t- the, buried the city in more than 20 inches of snow with the streets impassable for emergen- emergency vehicles. Bloomberg was bashed for being AWOL, with many people believing he was at his Bermuda getaway. 
The mayor's office has never given a full accounting. The mayor's public schedule was attained to through the Freedom of Information Act. When asked why December 25th was missing, Bloomberg spokesman Stuart Lozier said, calendars show appointments only. They don't reflect anything other than that. Bloomberg's botched response to the blizzard marred his third term, the, the one that he bribed everybody into giving him, and prompted a report on the city's revamped 911 emergency call center as stranded ambulances were unable to get to medical emergencies. Bloomberg fought the release of the report, and when it was finally made public, gave it the cold shoulder, saying he didn't bother to read it. Well, then it ended up... Well, I'm only bringing it up, because this is a Republican pattern. So, it's not... It's not just Ted Cruz. They all suck. That's who they are. Then it came out, thanks... You know, this is what the press is there for. Freedom of the press. That's why the founders put it in the First Amendment. That's why Twitler and the Republicans attack the press, like all fascists do. And it, here in New York's, I mean, in uh, the New York Times... Where is it? The blizzard mystery solved. Air Bloomberg was seen in Bermuda. So that's where he was. He fucked off to Bermuda. And he knew, being a good Republican, that it wouldn't play well when the city was dealing with a deadly blizzard at that time. Now we're... The country's dealing with a deadly pandemic. Texas is dealing with a deadly consequences of climate change and Republican ineptitude and indifference. It never stops. This is the Republican way. According to the New York Times, on the day after Christmas, a request came into the Bermuda airport. A private plane needed to be pulled out of its hangar and readied for takeoffs. Pilots seemed a bit anxious to depart. This did not strike airport employees as unusual. But there was something memorable about the plane. The word had out that its owner was Michael Bloomberg. Just when Bloomberg was over the, Chris, over the Christmas weekend as the snowstorm bore down on New York City, where just where Bloomberg was remains a mystery. But Bloomberg and his aides refused to talk about it. But the residents of Bermuda have not taken a vow of silence. They said that Bloomberg's plane arrived on the island where he owns a large waterfront vacation home. He didn't want to f play mayor that weekend. He wanted to get out of here. Blizzard schmizzard. He, he was done. He's a, he can do whatever he wants. He's one of our betters. Playing at mayor. It gets old after a while. You want to play mayor. Huh? God, 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 help us. Here. Let's see. Where's this one? I got some other things here. It's a good time to go over and become a patron. But nobody cares. Uh, Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. 
I'm looking for this one particular article. Where the heck is it? Oh my God. Where is this? Wait, first of all, I wonder, has anybody heard from this mayor, Tim Boyd? Has anybody heard from him since? Tim B-O-Y. I hope he's freezing his ass off somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. And I really do hope that the people of Texas have learned their lesson yet again. But we know that that won't be the case. Some will, but others will continue to enable the filthy, disgusting, conservative agenda. Because they, they're racist. That's what it comes down to. They don't want to share the country with people who have darker pigment. And the Republicans give them permission to do that. So, let me see. Hey, hold on. Here it is. This is the thing. There's an article. Wait, 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 wait. Wrong one. Wrong one. Hmm. Where the fuck is it? Hold on a second. I wish I had something to play right now could distract from me fumbling through these articles. Well, here's Ted Cruz blaming his daughter. My daughters asked if they could take a trip with some friends, and Heidi and I agreed, so I flew down with them last night, uh, dropped them off here, and now I'm headed back to Texas and back to continuing to work. He's continuing to work, you see. Nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. I, I I was down there. I'm just being a good dad. My children's invisible friends wanted them to join them or something. I don't know. Something happened, and I had to get out of here. Failure. But conservative chickens always come home to, to roost in failure. Oh, uh, where the fuck is it? Oh, here it is, from The Independent. I, I like this article. And in fact, it's really what we're talking about today. The title of it, it's written by Skylar Baker Jordan, and it's from The Independent, titled, My Loved Ones Are Freezing in Texas, and No One Will Admit This Is a Failure of Conservatism. That's it. Amen. But the, the concerning part of that sentence is no one will admit that's what we're here to pull to pull them out of their denial and the republicans of course they're not going to admit it they're pointing fingers and effing off out of town but do we hear this on corporate media all right here so Skylar Baker Jordan writes, send warm wishes for however long it takes to get them all fixed, my sister-in-law wrote on Facebook in the middle of the night when her power finally went off. Waking up to that message was infuriating, not because anything my lovely sister-in-law said, but because of warm wishes, quote-unquote. That's all she can expect to be sent. 
She and my nieces and nephews are among the millions of Texans currently without power amid historically low temperatures and with no end to this crisis in sight. What is happening in Texas is as much a failure of conservatism as it is the power grid. The Texas government has done an abysmal job responding to this disaster, which has already claimed 23 lives, and I think it's higher now. Experts, I think it's over 30 now. Experts predict it could be several days or even weeks before the lights and the precious heat flicker back on. Meanwhile, instead of solving this problem and keeping more Texans from freezing to death, conservatives are busy what, doing what they, are, what they do best, blaming big government and the little guy for failures of their own policies and ideology. This is exactly what we talk about every day here. It's good to see that sentiment being echoed. Rather than dealing with the unprecedented crisis before him, Texas Governor Greg Abbott went on Fox News to say, This shows how the Green New Deal would be a deadly deal for the United States of America that he pretends to love, right? He loves it so much, he's lying. He told Sean Hannity this, uh, while... Abbott obfuscated and blamed the common conservative boogeyman of Washington and environmentalism. Neither has anything to do with what's currently happening in Texas. This is a homegrown crisis. For, uh, yet for many conservatives, it's, it isn't that the Republican state government and private capital have failed. Rather, in the Republican mind, Texans have no one to blame but themselves. Tired of, the, of his constituents whining about freezing to death, Colorado City Mayor Tim Boyd took to Facebook to complain, as we just read, the sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout, blah, 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 only the strong will survive. The post went viral, no doubt in part because Boyd said the quiet part out loud. Conservatives believe it's every man for himself. Like some sort of dystopian nightmare, the, the philosophy underpinning modern conservatism is one that pits neighbor against neighbor in a bid for resources. Anyone who expects the government to keep the heat on so they don't freeze to death needs to take personal responsibility. Build a fire or something. Don't have any wood or matches or a fireplace because this is 2021, not lonesome dove that's your problem, you lazy moocher. That is, of course, ridiculous. There is no point to a government that cannot help keep its citizens warm or at the very least alive. Yet this notion of rugged individualism, each person taking care of themselves without any sort of assistance from the government, is at the heart of conservative ideology. It is what got Texas into this mess to begin with. Texas is perhaps the most energy-independent state with its own power grid separate from the two national grids, ostensibly, so that it has control over its own power. This grid is not regulated by federal oversight, but by an independent agency called the Lone Star, I mean, agency in the Lone Star State. That situation has an actual effect of making Texas unable to tap into those other grids, a national resource at a time of crisis. 
God forbid there was an attack on this country. You understand? These people, that's why they're nothing but albatrosses around our national neck. They, they're not patriots. This is not patriotic for to have this, this, this state of Texas. They're constantly threatening to secede. Get out then. Leave us to leave us alone. Leave us be, you freaking albatrosses. They want to have everything. They want all the benefits of American citizenship, but none of the responsibilities. Put it mildly, that's it. Oh, God, which brings us back to conservatism itself. If Texas were an independent country, it would be the ninth largest economy in the world, making what is happening even more unforgivable. It even, it, it can even, oh, excuse me, if even it cannot go on alone without help from its neighbors and the federal government, how in the hell is a working class person living in the piney woods or the hill country or inner Dallas supposed to make it without help. For that matter, how is anyone? It's not my sister-in-law's responsibility to maintain the Texas power grid. It's not her responsibility to find a solution when it fails. And it's not her fault that she isn't freaking Calamity Jane. Rather than criticizing citizens for expecting government to do its job and blaming laws that don't exist or big government, or wind turbines in other countries, Republican leaders in that state who control the governor's mansion and both chambers of the legislature, the state legislature, need to step up and solve the crisis. But, of course, they won't. It's one of this... This crisis is one of their making, and one the citizens they supposedly serve do not deserve to be blamed for. The bare minimum citizens should be able to expect from their government is to be kept alive and war warm in their own homes. Any government that can't or won't do that is not fit for purpose. Hello! That's what I say all the time. They're not fit. They're not fit. They're not fit. Ladies and gentlemen, they are not fit. Yeah. And any ideology that believes otherwise is toxic. It seems that to Republicans, anyone who can't do the same on an individual basis, whether because of lack of means or lack of resources, or because they grew up in a suburban Houston and... Uh, I always want to say Houston. In suburban Houston and never learned how to spit roast a possum over an open flame while strumming along to home on the friggin' range is a bum who needs to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. That is, assuming they haven't already burned their bootstraps to keep warm. Thank you. That was a good one. Where is my applause? I couldn't find it. Anyway. Oh, guys, guys, guys. What else? Let me save. Thank you. I'm feeling better. Not that anybody cares. I'm only kidding. That's a joke. Well, not a bad one. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Let me see. What's going on in the chat? 
Damascat says, my family lives in and owns land in Texas before taxes was Texas. And no, we're not selling it. Just like you can't leave the country when the virus hit. Toxic politicians use voter suppression. Yep. And Richard W. says, conservatives must never get national power again or it's over. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah, and the major city, Damascus continues, the major cities are packed with Democrats and progressives like myself with family and children freezing to death because of greed and Republican bloodthirsty. Yep. These scums. I'm very sorry. Is that where you're, you're in Texas, Damascus? This is horrible. Oh, God. Well, one more thing. This is, this is an article from Vanity Fair by Kirk Eichenwald. 30 years of conservative nonsense and explainer. And we'll just go through a few of them because we're keeping the show short tonight. Only because I want to go to bed. I have been battling a sickness. Oh, yes. Errol Thomas on the Twitch chat says, Don't forget about the blizzard that occurred in 1978. That's true. I was a child. All right. This is a long article, but I, I'll read part of it. We'll, we'll summarize it because he goes through a lot of the conservative stupidity, the, the con, the con and conservatism. If those to close, let's see, where is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, er, Kirk Eichenwald, 30 years of conservative nonsense and explainer. Are conservatives ever right? He asks, the question isn't meant to suggest that liberals are never wrong, but reviewing the last few decades of conservative policy initiatives or their objections over that time span to policies that they hate shows a consistent pattern of failure. Predictions never pan out. Intended results turn into catastrophic flops. Isn't that the truth? Given the GOP's midterm victories this week, and remember, this was in 2014, so the question is of particular import. So this article could be a lot longer with all the recent failures. This is before Trump, and right. The question is of particular import. Come January, conservatives will control both houses of Congress and hold a considerable legislative advantage. I'll lower this. That's just my cue to get, you know, to know when to start wrapping up. And you can hear something's going on outside. I don't know what the hell. As long as I don't come here. Something's going on out there. What the hell? Wow. I think they're 
Keep going. I don't want them coming here. All right, given the GOP... Oh, yeah, where are we? Where are we? Come January, conservatives will control both houses of Congress. All right, and hold considerable legislative advantage in the last two years of the Obama presidency. Yet, not a week ago, conservative politicians and commentators were screaming out batty ideas as they demanded the president, Obama, close the borders over Ebola, ignoring the advice of infectious disease specialists who know that shutting down the borders against the disease leads people to make travel plans that aren't easily tracked and escalates the dangers. I mean, this is pre-pandemic of what we're talking about now. So it was a different ball game. There was no travel restrictions. The borders weren't closed. There were, you know, it's a different world. And at, and that could be the problem. Too often, it seems conservatives have scorned experts as incompetent, biased, or otherwise worth ignoring because they came up with answers that didn't fit the conservative, politically desired answer. That's what it's about. Often, they proclaim experts have a liberal bias. Of course, plenty of Democrats have voted for conservative ideas, but that's besides the point. The question is whether policies proposed by conservatives failed, not whether they were passed into law. But before venturing through the rogues gallery of past disasters, an exception that proves the rule, the 1983 decision by the Reagan administration to deploy missiles in Europe to counter Russian SS-20s was a success, ultimately contributing to Soviet collapse. But otherwise... There is not a lot in the last three decades that give conservatives anything to brag about. And with almost every fiasco, they blame someone else. So let's look at the record and some of some of the last 30 years, okay? Number one, that we, are, we hear all the time. Tax cuts pay for themselves. The fantasy in 1981, as he championed massive tax cuts, Ronald Reagan promised there would be no growth in the federal budget deficit because the economic boom that would follow would lead to higher revenues. The reality? Budgeted federal revenues dropped, leading to a used fiscal hole. Deficits rose by 6% of GDP and by, 19, by 1983, the highest in peacetime history, Reagan tacitly admitted failure by reversing directions and raising taxes multiple times, starting in 1982. Conservatives claimed Democrats in Congress ran up the spending so much that the growth of revenues just couldn't keep up. You see, the excuse is false. According to a 22-2002 report prepared by the House and Senate Appropriation Committees, when all the appropriation bills during the Reagan administration are taken into account, the big spender was Reagan himself. All told, the report shows Reagan requested about $4.7 trillion in his budget submitted to Congress, including the regular annual budget. 
in the final action, Congress spent a bit less than that amount. In the aftermath, history is ignored. Conservatives still insist on no evidence whatsoever that tax cuts pay for themselves. Trillions of dollars in debt have been run up over 30 years because of Republican tax cuts. Republicans in Congress continue to introduce legislation that would force, here's the other trick they play, the, Congres the Congressional Budget Office to change how it calculates projected losses. That You see that? Liars can figure all of that. Um, that's who they are. You know why, and this is me talking, not the article. It's because the whole, the point of the Reagan tax cuts was to funnel money into the arms of the rich and hobble the working class. That's it. To conservatives, a an uppity working class is a dangerous thing. They don't like democracy. Uh, not the working class, the conservatives. They want to, they need people to be desperate and in their place. It makes them malleable. It makes them exploitable. And that's just the way Republicans like it. All right. The second failure, and this is, it reminds me as we're going through these, we'll just do a few of them. But let's remember, I, I called Nancy Pelosi, I hope you will too, and ask her to stop saying that the Republic, I mean, that the American people need a Republican party that's done so much good for this nation. They haven't done a goddamn thing for this nation. Not, not in decades before I was ever born. They haven't done a damn thing in generations. I mean, they, Eisenhower built the interstate highway. Okay, that's it. After that, it was nothing. It was downhill. Okay, so they also said that deregulating Wall Street will save it. The thrift industry, he writes, the fantasy in the early 80s, Republicans championed the idea that deregulating the savings and loan industry, which historically focused on taking in savings and making mortgage loans, would increase their profits and ability to compete. In 1982, Reagan signed a law throwing off plenty of regulations and expanding the types of investments thrifts could make. On signing this law, Reagan proclaimed... I think we hit the jackpot and dubbed the law the Emancipation Proclamation for America's savings institutions. In reality, here's what happened. Within seven years, the thrift industry was in ruins, destroyed by hundreds of billions of dollars in losses. Remember the savings and loan crisis of the 80s? The federal government ultimately lost about $125 billion in payouts it made, over, it made to cover the insurance savings. Some economists have said that the collapse contributed to bank failures and helped drive the recession in 91. Two factors 
wrecked the industry. Thrift executives whose experience was in issuing mortgages were ill-equipped to handle the sudden reliance on more complex investment choices and plenty of criminals seeing an opportunity to loot and abuse the less regulated thrifts. Right? So then they blamed... Uh, the conservatives attempted to lay responsibility on regulators. Of course, it was the regulators, not that they had deregulated it. All right, now he, we'll keep going. Iraq won. Aiding the government of Saddam Hussein during the Iraq War of the 80s, launched by Hussein, was in the national interest of the United States. This is what they said. At the beginning of this policy in 82, Reagan issued a National Security Study Directive 4-82 to create a strategic opening with Iraq. That same year, the White House decided to remove Iraq from its list of state sponsors of terrorism against military at Fort Bragg trained Iraqi soldiers in guerrilla. Um, I mean, uh, where, where was I? American military at Fort Bragg trained Iraqi soldiers in guerrilla warfare, skills that were then taught by those troops to forces in Baghdad for decades. According to declassified documents and affidavits, the administration also sent arms and high-tech components to Saddam Hussein through third countries and sent spare parts to keep Iraq's Soviet-made weapons operational. Finally, when Saddam gassed his own people in 1988, American officials knew he had did it, but blamed Iran anyway. You see, remember that famous picture of, uh, what's his face, shaking hands with Saddam? Saddam was a larger than threat larger threat than Iran. He, his invasion signaled the desire for territorial expansion. Okay, well, whatever. We'll just keep going. Giving Iranian moderates will help America. I mean, these are all the Republican policies. We'll keep going. Raising taxes will cause a recession. This is what they said. This is the opposite of the taxes pay for themselves, Kennard. When President Bill Clinton championed the Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act of 1993. This is what happens whenever a Democrat gets in office and tries to fix the problems that Republicans leave behind. So Reagan uh, lowered taxes. They, uh, yeah, it was, and to the point where now we have these, uh, these wide income gaps between rich and poor, which never was the case in this country. And even raising taxes just a little back to where they were when the United States was, uh, was really great, quote-unquote, as far as, well, for white people, of course, in the great prosperity. Republicans, they can't stand it. They can't handle it. So, where is it? For that, let's see, uh... The budget, uh, Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act in 93, it included significant tax increases on wealthy Americans. For that reason, it was called 
the Deficit Reduction Act. No Republicans voted for it, with many publicly saying it would cause a recession. For example, Newt Gingrich, then a Republican congressman from Georgia, stated, I believe this will lead to a recession. This is the Democrat machine recession. The Democrat machine. See, that's when they, they've been saying Democrat Party for, for generations now. Then-Senator Phil Graham said the Clinton plan is a one-way ticket to recession. The reality, when Clinton subsequently decided the tax increases were too large and pared them back, one of the biggest economic booms in history followed the adoption of the law. The deficit shrank to nothing, and policymakers at the Federal Reserve began publicly fretting on how to handle a projected, a projected surplus. The excuse... This is what they said. While refusing to acknowledge that they were wrong about a recession, conservatives attributed the economic performance afterward to an assortment of factors other than taxes. They have denied that it was the tax increases that closed the, the deficit gap. Because when Clinton left office, he, remember he handed George Bush, George W. Bush, a, uh, a, a, a balanced budget and zero deficit. Remember that? Oh, my God. And it goes on. I mean, there's more. The U.S.-led bombing in Yugoslavia would be a disaster, they told us. Abolishing bank regulations would help the economy. We know the reality is that the incessant, the great, it's called the Great Recession. That was the reality of that. Uh, Bin Laden was a front for Iraq. It's another thing. WMDs. All of these lies. Obamacare lie. Oh, boy. What are we going to do? Well, thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. I really appreciate it. We want to keep coming back. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. Yes, Keith on Rockfin says, trouble is Democrats are Republican light. Absolutely. That's why we got to keep pushing, pushing and pushing, and keep doing the show, unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. All right, guys, let's see. Let's, uh, let's call it a night for now, and then... Yes, Errol Thomas on Twitch says, fuck Reagan, he was a jerk-off like Donald Trump and Rush Limbaugh combined. Exactly. That's why the Republicans have to turn him into a hero. And he's nothing but another grifter, another con, a f the face of the same old bullshit failed policies that turned the United States into the United States of serfs and lords. Everything can be traced. The decline of the American working class can be traced to Reagan's doorstep. So, we need to get real and keep it real. All right, guys, guys, guys. So, we probably won't do a show tomorrow, I think. But Saturday, we will have a show on, on Saturday around 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. All right. In the meantime, you get 
more time to become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. What else? Give the show a good review on iTunes. Also, join Rockfin. Sign up for Rockfin. Make sure to follow Tara Buster on Rockfin. Share the show with your friends. It all helps. Paraduces, thank you, beautiful patriot. Thank you, beautiful patriot. Thank you. And thank you all. You guys are great. You make America great. <laughs> and I don't know what I'd do without you. You make me want to get out of bed in the morning. That's the truth. And we will win. Remember, we will. Because Republicans are disgusting. We're people who actually show up for work when there's something to be... When there's, let's say, a Democrat... You don't see the Democrats flying off to Cancun in the middle of a crisis, do you? All we can say about the Democrats, but they don't... They know that's not appropriate behavior. They show up and do the job. All right. Guys... Remember what I say. Ted Cruz sucks. They all do. He's a symptom. They all suck. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you, Desert Claire. Love you, too. And well, let me just say hello to everybody on the chat. Hello to Haiku and Jim and Unapologetic Kami. And Sin City. Hello, Errol. And hello, Slow Tree. And Resist Evolve. Nice to see you. Paradu. And, of course, Jim. And where is... Who else is here? Errol. Hello. Richard W. Nice to see ya. River Walker. Nice to see ya. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you so much, guys. Unapologetic Kami. I think I said that already. Infinite Longevity. Hello. Let's see. Andrea. Hello, hello. Hello, Desert Claire. Hello, White Rabbit. Well, hello, Eli Montoya. It's so nice to see you on the chat, my friends. Hello, Damascus Cats. You're looking swell. Play, Dave. I can tell. Desert Claire. And hello. Who else is here? I see Errol Thomas. Well, hello. Paradu. And hello, Keith Hayes and Max Fitzgerald, too. You're looking swell, fellas. I can tell. Fellas. All right, guys. Guys, guys, we're going to go. Saturday, around 
in the 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time vicinity. We will meet again. But in remember, but in the meantime, in remember, I can't talk. Remember, we. I hope I didn't miss anybody on the chat either. Driss Siddiqui. Thank you. I see you. Thank you, guys. Remember what I say, though. We will win. Play Dave. Hello, hello. Did I say hello? I forgot. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. And we will win. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you on Saturday night.